question that I want to ask is, is there a mitzvah to be a doctor? There is no bigger mitzvah in the world than to save life. I don't have to tell you people this. There's no bigger mitzvah than that. It's a very interesting tshuva in, in Rav Moshe. Rav Moshe Zatzal was asked by a Rav of a shul, who a member of the shul, a Kohen, a young man, asked the Rav, he wants to be a doctor, and the Rav says, you can't be a doctor in, in America. And uh, he says, I'm going to be a doctor, and I don't accept your opinion, go higher. So the Rav wrote to Ramoshi, and Ramoshi writes a letter back, it's a long tshuva. But I just want to say one little thing that Ramoshi says there. He says, if you, if this man, if this young man was the only doctor in the world, the only person in the world, or in the city, or in the place where he lived, who could become a doctor, and until he becomes a doctor, Jews are going to die, because there's no one to treat them. And if he becomes a doctor, he will save all those Jewish lives. He is also to become a doctor. He's a coin. So obviously, he can't become a doctor without contact with med. It's also. But the gist of the message is that even if he wasn't a coin, any issue derisive that he does in becoming a doctor makes it impossible for him to become a doctor. And the question here is, is there a mitzvah of pikuach nefesh, which doche kola torakula, including every single mitzvah apart from three. And if I'm going to be saving uh, lives, then I can, I can, Shabbos, I can do everything. Uh, not today, when I become a doctor in, in X years from now, and when they allow me to, to, to actually uh, uh, get my hands on a patient. And the answer is no. I don't know of any Godel who says that it's a mitzvah to become a doctor. Because if it's a mitzvah to become a doctor, then it's a mitzvah to become a fireman. He ain't got the brains to become a doctor, then go become a fireman or become a, 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 a lifesaver on the beach. Or pikuach nefesh, you're saving lives. Um, become a, a, a male nurse. Uh, go into Hatzalah. All of these things you're supposed to do. Uh, a young man your age, I met a few years ago in New York when I was uh, speaking there. Um, I spoke on the subject. He came up to me afterwards. He says, I just want to tell you one little thing. He says, uh, Rav... Um, um, Blocking, rather all this is Yeah, Scheinberg. He, he came. He came to to New York to speak. Spoke on some other subject. He says I went up to him. He says and I asked him, I want to become a, 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 a doctor. And is it okay for me? Is it a mission to become a doctor? He says the Rav took my hand between his two hands and he gently rubbed my hand between his two hands and he says, I don't know whether there is a mitzvah to become a doctor, but I do know there's a mitzvah to learn Torah. And that is, puts the whole thing in, in, in its perspective. If you can't be a person, if you don't have the brains or the zitzfleisch to sit down and, and learn Torah from morning till night and from night till morning, and you have to go out for other reasons, panasa reasons, supporting the family, etc., etc., to some business, then there's a mitzvah of all the businesses you can go into to become a doctor, because none of the other businesses that I haven't mentioned save lives. You may save money, but not lives. Um, and so you become a doctor. On that background, I, I don't want to talk about the problems of working on Shabbat. Um, most of what I'm going to say, I don't differentiate between working here and in Chutzlaris. I'm not going to talk about Goyim at all. I'm going to talk about treating Jewish patients. And therefore, I don't care whether you're treating a Jewish patient in Timbuktu, or in China, or in, in Charlotte setting. You are treating a Jewish patient, you are a Jewish doctor, you're treating a Jewish patient, and there's a halacha mifurash in, in Shas and in Shulchan Aruch, that 
פיקוח נפש, דוחי כל התורה כולה. יש כלום שבס, זה פושו. I just want to tell you, uh, when I first came to work in Shara Sedeq, a long time ago, I've been, I worked in Shara Sedeq 28 years, I've been retired now for, going on for 11 years, uh, so some time ago, I, I qualified and I got my MD in 1960. So when I came to work in Shara Sedeq, I'd worked 10 years in Chutzlaris uh, in, in England, I qualified there, I got my, all my uh, high degrees there, and um, I, when I, I, first time I'd worked in the Jewish hospital, not in Jewish hospital, from, from hospital. So I walked into, into the department, I was, uh, I was the Sagan uh, of, the, of the department, and I met a young boy who was uh, working in, in with me, and he was in early stages, he'd finished his internship, he was in the second year, I think, of his, of his, uh, of his, um, doing his, his uh, internal medicine, and I, he had a kippah on, so I said to him, I said, tell me, what happens here on Shabbos? How do you, how do you, I had no idea, I knew, I had, I worked in a place of a million going around me, so I had no problem with the Shabbos going, and I had no problem of, of, doing this in order to get around not doing Israel the right on Shabbos. Problems are hard. And it's, it's, a, it's a untruth to say I had no problems. I had an awful lot of problems. But I, I paved the way long before I became a doctor. I'm not ashamed it worked out. And I said, how do you manage it? He answered me a very simple answer. And I, to this day, I envy him. I really envy him. He says, when I enter the gates of Sharasede, the old Sharasede, Shabbos disappears. You don't need Shulchanoro, you don't need anything. It's no Shabbos. You made a mistake, it's Tuesday today. I envy him because I had a lot of trouble working on Shabbos and Chutzlaris. And I had a lot of trouble working here. Except here, at least I, I, Shabbos was giving me on a, on, a, on a silver plate, on a golden plate. People here kept Shabbos. They expected me to keep Shabbos. And if I wanted to keep Shabbos, there was ways I could keep Shabbos. Shabbos going in every other place. You have no, you have no problem with Shabbos going in Chutzlaris. You've got plenty of your friends and, 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 and people you'll be working with in the hospital who will be doctors. But if you're going to be Rabboni or have anything to do with answering Shilas, doctors are going to come to you, not just doctors, nurses and, and male nurses and female nurses and, and technicians working in the hospital, working in a Goetia hospital and they're going to be on duty on Yomta and going to be on Shabbos. Doctors, the minority of doctors will be able to get a post which is Shomri Shabbos. And in Chutzlar is not counting America, there's no such, there's no such thing as Shomri Shabbos program. Not in England and not in Europe. You people are, quote unquote, lucky in that some of them, a small percentage of the boys who are going into medicine will be able to get a Shomri Shabbos program. And Takah Shabbos in the hospital doesn't exist. They're at home for Shabbos. For Friday afternoon, Shabbos, Yom Tov, finished, no problems. They've got other problems in the week. There is something I'm going to go into now. Obviously, it's not my, my, my uh, talk today. I just want to take now two or three important problems, regular problems, that affect anyone who works in a hospital setting or in a home setting as a private doctor. And you're not in a hospital, you're your own boss, you have your room, you have your secretary, and, and you see patients there the whole week, and the uh, patient rings you up, he wants to see you, and, and it's urgent, he has to see you on Shabbos. And the uh, question is, how do you do all of this? If your secretary is, 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 a, is a goya, Okay, so she'll do things that you should not be able to do. First thing is you have to realize that pikuach nefesh is doche kola trakula. That's pikuach nefesh. That's not a chole sheyesh basakana. I'm not contradicting myself. A chole sheyesh basakana is pikuach nefesh, but it's not pikuach nefesh. 
a relationship with Satan that comes into the world and he's just had a, a, an acute uh, myocardial infarction and he's in, in, the, in the CCU, he is a relationship with Satana 100%. And I'll break every rule in the book in order to, 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 to help him and to save his life. That same patient, two days later, falls out of bed. He's an old man, he's eight years old. He was trying to get up to go to the, to go to the, uh, to the, uh, uh, use the bathroom, which is a few, a few steps away from him, and he fell. So they called me. I'm a young doctor, they called me. The patient fell. Examine him, he may have broken something. So I examined him. Maybe, he may have broken a serious, uh, uh, important bone, he may have injured himself. Into I'll examine him, examine him. If I have any doubts, I'll x-ray him, finished. I've done everything, he's perfectly okay. He's telling me, doctor, what do you want from me? I'm okay, can't you understand? I'm okay, leave me alone. I have to do my job, I examine him. He goes back to bed. The nurse says to me, doctor, not here, nothing sharp setting. Somewhere else. Do doctor, you have to fill up a form. I said, oh, I, I know, I fill up this form before. I'll do it tonight. What's the shovels? No, you have to do it now. It has to be done now. Tonight you'll be busy, you'll forget. The law says you have to do it immediately. You'll forget what you found, you'll forget what you didn't find, you'll forget what you did. You have to do it now. And I said, I'm going to do Moshe Shabbos. If you don't do it, I'll call the boss. Okay, it's Chusralis. She called the boss. I'm a young guy. I got my MD yesterday. And the boss says, bring me on the phone. And on the phone, he says, you're going to do it now. If you don't do it now, you don't come in on Sunday. What am I going to say to him? What am I going to say to him? I'm going to not, I won't do it. I won't come in on Sunday. So where am I going to work next? He won't give me a piece of paper that says, this is a great guy, take him to any job he wants to get to. No hospital will accept me because I don't have a piece of paper in my hand. I've wasted all my years as a physician. I, I can't work outside. I'm not yet a proper MD. I haven't done my internship. I'm going to argue with him. I've got to be very, very strong to say no. And I don't know how many people have, and especially you guys are men. Think about the girls. Think about a girl who's your age, who's just become a doctor, having to stand at the bus and say, no, it's my Sabbath. He's never heard of Sabbath. You didn't tell him about Sabbath. You're not on the Shomri Shabbos program. The odds are that you will write that thing. You know what you'll do? You're a Talmud Hocham, you'll write with your left hand. So you're a tzaddik. You haven't done anything wrong in Alpidin Torah, but you've done, you've done, you've done something in Alpidin Rabbana. You have Makad Mardus. You've written on Shabbos. For every two letters, you've been, you've been, if you would have written with your right hand, you've been Chav Doraisa. How do you understand? That's Pikuach Nefesh. That's not. That's a Choleshish Basakana. But at this moment in time, what you're breaking Shabbos for is not Pikuach Nefesh. Patient comes into the ER. He thinks he's got the flu. You examine him. Chest x-ray. Everything's normal. White count normal. Everything fine. Sir, you can go home. I'm not going home. I want my letter of discharge. What do you do? Write him a letter of discharge? You have said that he's not a Holeshish Basakana. You'd be an idiot to send him home if he was a Holeshish Basakana. So you're telling me you got the flu. I'll, 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 I'll email it to you tonight. No, I want it now. As they say in Israel, Magiali. What do you do? You stand up and fight with him in public. You are wrong. He's right. If he takes you to court, he'll win, not you. Truly, Magiello, a letter of discharge. So Inshallah said that they have rooms, male and female rooms, where people like these who are discharged because here room is packed with, with uh, uh, ill people, 
They can sleep there overnight and over shops they get meals. Every other hospital? No. What do you do? I got a phone call from a, from a girl from the Tel Aviv area. She rings me up and she says, I, have a, I, have, I don't know who she is. She rings me up and she says, I have a question for you. Dr. Shah. She says, uh, I come in on Shabbos morning to do my Shabbos uh, duty, Toranut. Okay, she's, she's, she comes in on, at 8 o'clock on Shabbos morning. She works until Sunday afternoon. That's the stint that we do here in, 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 in Israel, probably the same in Hutzlaris. She says, I come in my, in, in my car, and in order to enter the hospital and park my car, there's a, there's a thing there, and I've got to use a magnetic uh, card in order to be able to enter the hospital. I'm asking you, how sh what should I do? How should I enter the hospital with a ma magnetic card? And I said to her, excuse me, who's driving? She says, me. She was Pikuach Nefesh. Pikuach Nefesh, to come in at 8 o'clock in the morning that you knew two weeks before on the list your name appears on Shabbat? It's not Pikuach Nefesh. When she's there, there'll be patients of Pikuach Nefesh, patients of Pikuach Nefesh. But this woman driving a car from home to the hospital is Pikuach Nefesh. If she was a Konan, in other words, or someone's at home, a senior doctor, and he's called in urgently for Pekuach Nefesh, okay, I'm a, I'm a gastroenterologist. I'm not, I'm a gastroenterologist. And my, and my junior guy who's in the hospital says, I've got a patient here who's, he's pouring out one liter of blood every time he opens his mouth. You have to come and, you have to come and gastroscope him. I say, no, uh, Shabbos, I'll, I'll, I'll walk. I take my car and I drive. I can tell you, I've driven on Shabbos. When the scud war started here, you know, the first alarm they went off here was on Friday night. No one knew what was going to happen. No one, not, not even the Prime Minister. No one knew what was going to happen. The alarm went off here, yeah, I don't know what was going to happen. I, I, was, I, I, have, I have 45 patients I have to look after. I took my car and I drove in here. That's Pikuach Nefesh. But to know you're coming in at 8 o'clock on Shabbos morning, and the question is, what do I do with my magnetic card? I know people, I know a lot of people who drive on Shabbos. You know what? There are many, many Rabbanim all over the world, and I'm not talking about, about uh, Shul Rabbanim. Rabbanim, Poskin, who say it's mutter for a doctor to drive in and drive home after he's, after he's done his thing. Pekuach Nefesh. Why did he say such a thing? See, there's a tshuva in Rav Moshe Feinstein. And that tshuva is bandied around the whole world, wherever you go. Every time I give my talk, someone stands and says, Ramoshi says differently. I'm going to argue with Ramoshi. Come on. But what does Ramoshi write? The story is very simple. Hatsalam uh, ambulance was caught up in a place where there were killers. That's the, the term that Rav uh, Moshe Tatsal uses. Rotschim. I presume he meant Harlem or something like that. In the middle of the night on Friday night, they have expensive material, expensive uh, stuff in, inside the ambulance. And they finish their job. They want to know can they come and drive home, Jewish driver. And, they, and the question, and Ramoshi says, it's Pekuach Nefesh for them to stay there because of the Rotschim and the type of, of uh, district in which they are. They've got to get home, they've got to drive out of there. He takes five pages to say that. Five pages. If anyone asks me that answer, I would tell him in three words. At the Hayav, finished. Two words. Mutter, you're not the patients, you're Pekuach Nefesh. Ramoshi takes five pages to write that. 
that's the first question on, on Rav Moishe. He didn't have time to write five pages if he didn't think it was necessary to write five pages. He used to learn when they called him up to, 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 for, for, for an aliyah in the Torah, he used to learn on his way from his seat to the, to the bimah. He had time to write five pages Tamazoi. Five pages. And in the end, he says, because you are in a place of Sakana, you should go back, you can go back home. Everyone waves his tshuva. You see, Rav Moshe says, you can drive home. There's one little piece in Rav Moshe. I'll just quote you. It's a few words. It says, Yesh lehatir kishe'en yachol lehasig goi. And that piece is missed out. Strange, isn't it? I once gave a, I once gave a shear to Hatzalah members in a big town in, in, in the U.S., not New York. A very big town. I walk into the room, and like you, there's a whole lot of people there uh, in Hatzalah. And sitting amongst them is a well-known Rav of, the, of that town. I knew him as well. He was a Posek. I, I, was, I was shocked. He's sitting here, one of them, you know, to listen to me, wasting his time. I felt very awkward. So I went up to him. I said, yeah, why are you here? After Shalom Aleichem and all the rest of it. Why are you here? What are you doing here? He said, I came to hear you. I said, I realize, but I mean, what are you going to gain from me? Well, what am I going to speak about that you don't know? He says, talk about anything you want. Don't talk about driving on shops. Intellectual honesty. There's no Abayi Merava. There's no Yimbeit Shama and Beit Hillel. There's no Machloket and Gemara. So I can't talk about about things because they drive on Shabbos. That's what they were told and that's what they do. It's astounding. Those words are missed out. There is no header to drive on Shabbos unless you're driving to an emergency. To get back home, you either walk, if it's feasible, it's not 40 degrees in the, in the sun, or it's not snowing like mad, or it's the middle of the night and you, you're a woman, and it's uh, all sorts of other things. And there's so far Mishum even if it's none of these things. You may not come to work next day because you don't want to come down to Toronto. It's too busy to walk all the way home. So the hospital, Shari said, it provides non-Jewish drivers whose job is to take doctors, nurses, technicians, a cook, and everyone else who comes off duty home. And that's Mutter. That's Khatam Sofer, it says, Sofer Mishum And every person I, I know of agrees to this. But if there's no if there's no non-Jewish driver, how you get you live you live in the five towns, and you work in in in, in, in the middle of in the middle of Borough Park and in one of the hospitals there, you're going to walk. You have to be crazy. So what are you going to do? The slightest bit of thought, if you're called in for an emergency, and you think, what am I going to get home? Is awesome. Because you should not be thinking of anything else except how to get to that patient as quickly as possible and treat him before he dies. And not start wondering about how you can get home. And you will do that because there is no other way you can get home because there's no non-Jewish driver arranged for you. How you arrange non-Jewish driver? I don't know. I have a friend there. Some of you might know him. He's a very famous doctor. And he has a resident goy on Shabbos. The goy answers telephones. And... And, and, and takes him to, to work if necessary and drives him back. As I say, here is, this is private. There are only four hospitals in the whole of Eris Israel that know what a Shabbos Goy is and employ a Shabbos Goy. In, in Yerushalayim, there's two of them, Shara Sedek and Burkholi. There are only two more in the rest of Israel. 
Every other doctor who works in the hospital in Yerushalayim has a problem of getting into work and getting out of work when he's finished the Shabbos. One of the most common things that a doctor has to do is write. You spend half your time writing and half the time running around and maybe a bit of that time actually talking to a patient. Not like the old days when you, you know, Rav Obach once said to me, he says, you know, he says, you know, nowadays you have to sit by the patient, you have to sit by his bedside, you have to talk to him, you have to listen to him. He says, you guys have no time. I said, it's true, we have no time because another 20 patients waiting for me and I only have so many hours in the day. I, I said, so I shouldn't take a vacation? I shouldn't take one day off in the week? I have to be 24 hours? How long would I last if I spent 24 hours a day with a patient every single day of the week? It's Kenan, you're there. You don't, you, don't, you don't give time. You're not talking to me. He's talking you, you know, all the doctors. He was right, of course. I remember when I was, when I was a young doctor in, in England, my, my head of department, the professor, the, the doctors went on strike, you know, not enough money. I earned, I forget what it was, I think it was 10, 10 or 12 pounds sterling a week uh, for, the, for the privilege of being a doctor in that hospital. Of that 12 pounds a week, I had to pay the hospital three pounds for the privilege of living in when I was on Toranut. So you can imagine how much money I went home with. But, so the doctor went to strike. So the professor who uh, said to me, he says, you guys, you don't even know what it means to work, he says. When I was at, at your stage, this is like 50 years back, uh, he says, I walked around, he was uh, as an intern, in, he says, I walked around the ward with, with, a, with a cushion in my hands. That was my job. I wasn't good enough to examine patients or, dis, or be in the discussion. I was too, too early, uh, you know, they, they were looked down upon. You're only a slave at, those, at, at that stage. I walked around with a cushion, I looked at him with a cushion, what do you do with a cushion? You don't know, you guys don't know nothing, he says. So what do you do with a cushion? He said, when I examine a patient, I examine his abdomen, I can't go like this. It hurts my back. So I kneel on the floor. That hurts my knees. So he carries a cushion to put under my knees. That's his job. So that's, that's medicine. And we become modernized today. No one carries a cushion. And, but we don't talk to patients. You write and you write and you write. And half the things you write have nothing to do with Pekach Nefesh. Even though the patient's relationship is like You have to write this. A person comes with an acute MI. If, you, if I'm talking... Uh, too much medically, uh, please stop me. I assume that you know the, uh, I'm just coming out, am I as an acute heart attack? Patient comes with acute heart attack. Okay, he's a, he's, a young man, uh, he's a young man of 70, and he comes in with, with an acute heart attack, and I, and I examine him, and I do a cardiogram, and there's no question, there's blood test, 100%, this guy, up to the CCU. Now, as a surgeon, if I, if I was a surgeon, surgeons don't deal with acute heart attacks, but if I was, I would write acute MI, you know, blank page with, with two lines on it, I'm finished. That's all I need. As, a, as an internist, I've, I've asked what his father died of, what his mother died of, what his grandmother had. A whole dance of How will that affect my treatment of his disease? Gornished. I have to know one answer. I cast him now or tomorrow. That's all I need to know with a patient who's an acute MI. Do I catheterize him now? It's emergent. It's an emergency because every second that I don't catheterize him, he loses heart muscle. Or he's already lost his heart muscle. There's nothing more I can do. I have to talk about what's going to happen to me next time. I do a catheterization tomorrow, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, doesn't work. That's the only question I have to ask. I have to know why his father and mother died. I can't wait till Sunday to ask him. But I have to write it down. I'm, I'm an internist. I have to take a full history. What, what? You write with your left foot. Is it motor? What's the header? 
writing is one of the biggest problems of, 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 of a doctor. The fact that nobody can read your writing doesn't mean anything. It's still writing. You, you can't even read your own writing. That doesn't matter. Uh, so, so what? So what? You're writing. You're writing on Shabbos. You have to write on Shabbos for Pukuach Nefesh. Yes. So something that has nothing to do with Pukuach Nefesh, you have to wait until the next day. Go and tell a young me medical doctor who's calling you on the phone, you're a Rav, and he's calling you on the phone and say, what do I do? I once had, a, I once had a, someone sent a letter, I can't remember, 20, 25 questions. I'm a, I'm a new doctor, I'm working tomorrow, 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 on Shabbos, in the, ER, in the ER, I have 20 questions or 25 questions, could you please answer? I looked down the question and I wrote back to him, I'm very sorry. I've worked 28 years in, in, in Shari Sedek. He wasn't in Shari Sedek. He's from, the, from somewhere in Tel Aviv area. In, in, in Shari Sedek, I have no idea how to work without a Shabbos coin. How do I do about driving, writing, taking blood, all the rest, all these questions. I can't answer him. There is no answer. There is no answer. If you don't have a Shabbos coin there, you have to make a Shabbos even for nothing. The, the, the professor wants to know what the serum rhubarb is. So you have to take blood from him on Shabbos. He's doing, he's doing, he's doing a, he's doing a, a, a study on, on, on serum rhubarb in, in, in patients. So you have to take, you have to take a blood from on Shabbos. Yes, boss says so. You have to take. So these guys are stuck. I don't know how to answer these questions, so I can't help you because all I know is you should think about this before you go to become a doctor. It's too late when you're a doctor. Far too late. You're not going to give up all your, all, your, all your studies and all the hard work you put into it. Besides, you haven't started earning money yet, and the money is there in the front. You know, when I become a full-fledged doctor and I go into private practice, the money's come rolling in. Oh, wow. Ah, people are going to look up to me. He's not, you know, people walk, doctors in my time used to walk with a stethoscope hidden away in their pocket so they put it around their necks. Just, you just remember that I'm a doctor, okay? Yeah, my stethoscope around my neck. Just you remember. I'm a great guy. You have to remember this. That's the way we act today. That's what's happening to us today. Covered. Covered and money. And you ask every medical student, why do you want to become a doctor? The straight answer is, I want to save lives. He's not talking about his own life, of course. He's talking about saving patients' lives. Maybe. I don't know. Why did I become a doctor? I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, they tell me I was born with a stethoscope in my mouth, but I don't know. The other problem is taking blood. Now, in America, to the best of my knowledge, doctors don't take bloods. Uh, they're not going to dirty hands with, with, with blood. You have, uh, you have people who are paramedics, and they take the blood from patients, uh, they even give injections. They're allowed to do this. Nurses, over here, no, there's no such thing. They, they have to be very highly qualified, not, not just a doctor, but less than a doctor, but qualified before you're allowed to take blood. A nurse in the ICU, CCU, is allowed to take blood. But no other nurse in, in the medical or surgical ward is allowed to take blood. So the doctors, you have to take blood. So Makhluk and Rashi of Rambam, I'm told you, all, all you guys are Tamil Hachamim, so I won't go into the Makhluk of Rashi and Rambam. Uh, I don't want to tell you things you already know. Uh, but we pass like Rashi. And according to Rashi, there's no shear. Kol shiru. If you take one half drop of blood from a patient on Shabbos, it is the rice. So you're allowed to take blood. Patients, a guy comes in with a, with a 40 temperature, and I'm in the fitness idea what it is. It's not flu, and I don't know what it is, and I want to know what the bug is. I can't start antibiotics now. I have to have blood in, 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 my, in, in, my, in my hands that I can send to the lab. Because if I start antibiotics, that lab will come back, no bugs. I've killed the antibiotics. Great, so I chose the right antibiotic, but if, if it's not, then I'm in trouble, because the antibiotics I've given him won't kill the bugs that he can't kill, but will also mask 
the treatment I'm giving him. So I have to take blood from him. Even though I won't get the answer today, I'll get it in another 48 hours. But it's the only way, and I'm not only allowed, I'm a khuyif to take blood from this patient. Send it off to the Allah. I've got to write. It's no good sending blood without the patient's name. And you know how many how many Aaron Cohen's there are in the, in the, in the same time in the same place? So I, I can't not write his name. I've got to write his name, and I've got to write his, his ID number, or some other qual- uh, way that he can be told. All of this is mutter. All of this is mutter, because it's part of Kukhnevish. I wouldn't like to give the antibiotic I'm going to give him to the Aaron Cohen who's in the next room. That wouldn't be nice. So, so I, that's that's nefesh. I have to write, and the same with the with the with the, with the people in, in the in the laboratory who do the test. When they send it back to me, they have to print out his name, his ID, and so on. That's part of the writing. Do you people know that writing, we accept it as being two otiot, two letters, is an isutara. This is true. One letter, an isutara for which there is. There is punishment, okay? Depending on whether you were Shogek or Mezi. If you write one letter and it's a Torah and Dinola Masula Shemaim, Sanhedrin can't touch you. If you write a sentence and you put a period at the end of that sentence, that period is a Chatsi Shiur Minat Torah and you're Chayv on that, Bidine Shemaim. Because it's an international symbol that tells everyone in the world that you've come to the end of the sentence and you're about to start a new sentence. To write a period is an Isut Torah. So I'm writing a letter. I've got to think about all of these things. I write a date. I, I see a patient at home today. And, and today is the 1st of January. Okay? 19, uh, two, two, 1st of January 2010. I'm sending the patient into the emergency room. And I'm writing this patient. has got pain in his chest. I think he's having a heart attack. Please accept him. Now, I have to write the date. So I write the 1st of January 2010. Well, wait a minute. If I don't write the 1st, he had the heart attack yesterday and I'm sending him in today. He's having a heart attack tomorrow and I'm sending him in today. Why don't I write the first? And most of January. It's February now or March or December. Obviously it's the first of January. You that are receiving Dr. Nospel think think I'm an idiot. So you think I'm an idiot for not writing a nice letter. And 2010, maybe it's 1010. What are we talking about? Why do you have to write the date at all? What is the heter? It's not nefesh. It's good manners. For good manners, you're not going to have a Shabbos to write, you're sincerely or, 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 or call to give your blessings by phone when you next speak to him and when you say you have to write him in a letter. It's good man, there's nothing more than that. When you talk on the telephone, you're allowed to do all of this. The telephone is a point of opposite Salvatan Torah. You can say to him, Shalom, Shabbat Shalom, I have a problem and I'd like to discuss it with you. And when you finish, you can say to him, thank you, uh, thank you for your help, and uh, can I take your number down because I'm meaning to call you again, and you write the number down. All of this is motor. The difference between speaking on the telephone and writing writing a piece of paper. I don't know how to get around this. If you don't have a Shabbos going to do this for you, I just don't know how you get this. Because there's so many things a doctor has to write, which has absolutely nothing to do with 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 with, with uh, the I've chosen only three aspects of the hurly-burly of a doctor's life, especially in, if you're in the hospital. Uh, life is easier when you when you don't work in the hospital, you're a general practitioner, you see patients, like they say in, in, in Chinese, shwaya shwaya, uh, little by little, and you take your time, you can spend two hours with a patient, he's paying for it, of course, so it's worth spending two hours with him, and it's good, it's good stuff. But when you're in the hospital, you know, you, you, I, I, in, when I wrote in my safe note, I wrote a whole chapter on how a doctor who is working on Leila Seder 
and is running literally from one patient to the next because there are only two doctors and there are 100 patients in the, in the ER and, he has, and he's been told that this patient is, we think he's an he's in, uh, uh, acute MI, he's looking at him, he's, uh, the nurse comes in, that, that patient's starting to vomit blood and the other patient is having an acute asthma attack and he's torn into three places, he's running like a machine from place to place. My doctors have not had time sometimes to eat and not even to drink during the whole night that they were in the emergency room. And not just emergency room, even in the, in the, in the wards. <coughs> 45 patients on the ward, you only need two patients to cause problems, and that one doctor is finished. He can't cut himself in half. So he's running from one patient to the other. He's got time to eat, he's got time to drink. And write the whole thing about what does he know Layla said. All he wants from Layla said is to become two mitzvahs. There are only two mitzvahs in Leila Seder which are Doraisa. Everything else is Dorabana. One is to eat matzah, and the, one, the other one is Vegata. So Vegata, you, 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 you take Avadim Hayinim and Misraim, that's enough. You climb the mitzvah of Vegata. Kizayat matzah, you have to eat. He's going to sit down at a table that Kizayat matzah, three matzahs, two matzahs, uh, and, and break this one. He's got no time for all of this. He grabs a piece of matzah, and he's running from one patient, then he puts it in his mouth. Hang on a minute. He's Osik the mitzvah. He's part of eating matzah. But he's hungry. He's got to eat something. So why shouldn't he eat matzah? He's not going to eat bread. So why shouldn't he eat matzah? Why should he have, why should he have some uh, kosher paste of cake when he can eat matzah? He's hungry, not because of mitzvah. So should he make a bracha or not make a bracha? On al-achilat matzah. Or hamotzi. A, a very, very famous Rav said, what are you talking about? What do you mean he's no time to eat matzah? You can't eat a kazai. How long does it take to eat kazai? Two minutes. It's enough. You can eat a kazai. Sit down. Eat like a like a mensch. That's the way it is. The younger you are in medicine, the less you are able to fight against the stream. You know what is the biggest your biggest problem? Is the boss saying to you, "What are you talking about, Shabbos? That guy there, he comes in on Shabbos." He does everything on here. He drives in on Shabbos. He writes on Shabbos. He's not making me trouble. Why are you making trouble for me? That's your biggest problem. The other Jew. And there's no answer to that. You can't explain to him that there's this kind of Jew and that kind of Jew. He doesn't know. There is a problem. And if you're going to be at the this end of it as a doctor, or the other end of it as a Rav, you're going to have trouble. And you have to realize that these guys need help. You have to try and help them. Saying, I don't know, doesn't help. But on the other hand, you can't tell him lies and say, it's okay, you can, you can drive, you can write, you can do everything you want. There is a problem, and, and what do I say? Being a doctor or being working in a hospital is not a job for you, Bishop Boy. But on the other hand, Hazal tell us, and I believe it, there is no doctor like a Jewish doctor. I'm not, it's just, it's just, it's just, just obvious, just obvious. And even if, I'm not talking about, remember, I didn't say from Jewish doctor. Jewish doctor. Because Apicorus is a Jew, he will treat patients differently from any other, any other doctor. He will give them that extra, extra piece, which is not written in the books, that extra word of comfort, that extra wiping his forehead of, of the patient who is frightened, who's, who's in fear because he's, he's in Pekoch Nefesh, and you've just told him some terrible news. Shabbos, weekday, night, he'll spend an extra hour after he spent 26 hours working in the hospital, Torah and he'll spend an extra hour with that patient because he is the patient's doctor. The patient needs him. He doesn't need the new doctors who come in on duty in the next five minutes. He wants him. He will stay in. 
that's the difference between a Jewish doctor and someone else. And therefore, we, on the one hand, if you are a Jewish doctor and you can't keep up with it, Tavalech Abracha, the problem is getting to that stage. Thank you for listening. Illegible handwriting, and it's not a problem. That's it, no one handwriting.